0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعباد الرحمن الذين يمشون على الأرض هولا وإذا خاطبهم الجاهلون قالوا سلاما والذين يبيتون لربهم سجدا وقياما صدق الله العظيم We had discussed the aspect about getting involved in disputes and quarrels and the manner of making one's life peaceful is to stay away from all these arguments and quarrels and disputes over petty things and move on in life. Since this topic has come up so few more things on this regard that in dunya we have to live in this world we have to live with people we cannot be isolated we will not be able to survive by living alone on some mountain top in the depths of some valley alone somewhere we will live with people with our families in communities and Allah Ta'ala has created everybody with a unique temperament unique mizaj, unique uh, way of going about things everybody has their own preferences likes dislikes in every insan Allah Ta'ala has created five fingers on each hand but all those five fingers are different no two fingers are the same and then every insan his fingerprint is unique The billions of people in the world Allah Ta'ala has created everyone in such a way That everyone's fingerprint is unique In the small little space That design that Allah Ta'ala has created there is unique So everyone is unique That fingerprint is unique also and This is what Allah Ta'ala brings to our attention يَحْسَبُ insanu <inaudible> Allah Najma'a عِظَامًا بَلَا قَادِرِينَ عَلَىٰ أَنْ بَنَانَا Does this insan think that after he will pass away, he'll just perish, he'll become sand, and we won't be able to resurrect him? Allah says we'll even put that fingerprint together again. One, Shafi one scientist had come to him for some, whatever discussion, he came to discuss something, and in that process, Prophet Shafi discussed this ayat, and explain to him that this is what the Quran Sharif says that Allah Ta'ala says we will resurrect him to the point that even his fingertip meaning even that fingerprint on that fingertip that too will be put back in place this person accepted Islam on this and he said that it is not possible for anybody else to make this claim and even bring this say this except the being that has created insan only he knows what is this So any case, that is something that gives us the clear indication that everybody is unique. So everybody has their own unique temperament, etc. And in living with people, everybody is different nature. There will be sometimes some ups and downs. There will be some differences. This will carry on. But how does one conduct himself in this? How does one move forward in a way that he can still continue with life peacefully? That is the way of trying to avoid all these issues that come up just small small little things and what Allah Ta'ala refers to here وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ salama. They just find the way of peace out of this and carry on. Shaitan, his main job is to create these differences, create these problems, create the arguments and quarrels. And this is shaitan's first prize Especially to create dissension, discord Between spouses This is shaitan's first prize The hadith sharif it is mentioned That shaitan lays out his throne On the ocean And then all the smaller shayateen They come to give a report back What did they do? they also come and give an update So one fellow will come and he will say that what I did was I made somebody miss his salah I made him sleep and I made sure he doesn't wake up so Iblis says to him well okay fine but nothing's not such a great achievement somebody else comes and he gives an update that I made so and so cast some haram glance Shaitan says fine but not such a great achievement and somebody else comes and he says, I made this person steal. He says, fine, but not such a great... All these things are fine for shaitan, not such a great achievement. Until one fellow comes and he says, I started a quarrel between husband and wife. And then I escalated it, I continued to make it more serious until it came to the point where finally they, I broke that marriage. And it ended up in divorce. When this fellow comes and gives this report back, Iblis, he calls this smaller shaitan forward, he stands up and he embraces him. And he says to him, you've done a job. So this is something which is shaitan's job. Especially between spouses, this is his first prize. And apart from that, in every other situation, this is his main effort to keep creating some kind of problem. Now this is the first thing to bear this in mind to see the hand of shaitan in this mischief That when there is something brewing then not to get caught up in that flow but to see the hand of shaitan in that mischief so to start off with when a person will be conscious of this now he will step back and s- consider the issue very carefully that am I also getting caught up in this net of shaitan And am I also getting emotional and going out of bounds? Or is it something that is justifiable? So if a person fails to see the hand of shaitan in that mischief, he'll just get caught up also in that. Because that's what shaitan wants. So that is the first thing, to be conscious of this. This is shaitan's job. Then the second thing is, that when this has happened, and from time to time, insan, as Ah. we said, the natures are different sometimes between the people of the best nature also some odd situation one soft thing can happen where even something can just go out of line between them also So this can happen insan is insan but the issue is that that is the strong insan who then suppresses his anger the strong person is the one who can separate because at that time when there is some issue comes up, there is some difference, there is some argument, there is some quarrel. So then this anger goes on another high, goes on another level. Then a person starts doing things, starts behaving in a way which is totally unbecoming of a mu'min. Let alone of somebody who is undertaking the path of suluk, Somebody who is making his islah. And then despite that he starts behaving in that manner, This is totally unbecoming of any Muslim. But this is what Shaitan wants, that this anger must be stirred. And now when this anger is stirred, then the person now will start saying things and doing things which he himself will regret later. But he will be behaving in a totally unbecoming way. Then whether it is his parents in front of him, whether it is his children, whether it is some senior, whether it's a junior, whoever it may be, all that sometimes falls by the wayside. So, to now, number one, be conscious that this is Shaitan's mischief. And then to be conscious of the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu That لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدُ بِالسُّرْعَةِ الشَّدِيدُ الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ نَفْسَهُ عِندَ الْغَضَبُ. That a wrestler and a strong person is not one who can wrestle others down. Once Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa passed by some people and he saw there's something carrying on here. He asked them what's going on. She says, Well, this one person is here. Whoever tries to wrestle him, he, nobody can wrestle him down. He is so strong that he wrestles everybody down. Everybody was amazed at this. Whoever was trying him out, nobody could defeat him. So Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam totally turned the whole thing in another direction. You are so amazed at this person's strength. Can I tell you something stronger? This is not strength. The strength and the strong person is he who can wrestle down his anger. That is a strong person. Who when that anger is welling within him, he can keep it under control. The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, well, Those who restrain their anger. Those who keep that lid on. And as we keep saying, they don't lose it. Because they'll keep losing, they'll have nothing left. So, this is the second thing, to have this anger under control. This is a disease which is the root of so many problems. It is the disease which is a cancer. The person doesn't treat it, he doesn't attend to it, he doesn't take the treatment for it. Many times we think we're treating ourselves, but it's just a delusion. Sometimes these things are so deep without being clear about it and without being honest about it. A person won't get the right treatment and that will just keep getting deeper and deeper. And when serious damage has been done, then the person's eyes will open that now I need to do something about it. But that by that time, it's sometimes too late to reverse certain things. So, this is the second aspect. Then the third thing is, and that is linked directly to the ayat that we are discussing, that what is the solution to these difficulties that come up these problems how will this be remedied what will bring this unity what will keep that unity what will keep that love and that good relationship so normally everybody shouts the slogans of unity two people are total loggerheads with one another there's complete enmity between them and both are saying that they, everybody must be united. So merely by shouting slogans and merely by making bold statements and claims, nothing's going to happen. There has to be some solid plan of action. So that plan of action has been summarized in two things by great Allah of his time, the Dada Sheikh of our Silsila, Hazrat Hadi Ibn Dadullah Muhajir Makki Rahmatullah Ali. this unity And maintaining of this muhabbat maintaining of this peace maintaining of this brotherhood all this is not possible unless two things are essentially in a person until a person and all parties adopt these two aspects without that this is just a dream if it that muhabbat and that unity is required between spouses then both will have to adopt these two ingredients. Between family members, between brothers and sisters, between parents and children, between business partners, between any people in society. If this is something that is desired, that this unity be maintained, this love and Muhammad be maintained, this good relationship be maintained, then these two things are essential. And if any one of them is missing, it's going to be very difficult. The first essential thing is, what this ayat was giving us the lesson, The essential ingredient of tawazu. If there is tawazu, there is humility, then half the battle is won already. And if there isn't tawazu, then it is sometimes an impossibility to expect it to come right. Because the takabbur will always want... Now, if there is takabbur the on either side or both sides, that I must have the last say in this. Come what may, whether I am right, whether I am wrong, there can be no way that I can be accepting any defeat in anything. Any defeat in saying that, okay, fine, forget about it, too. that too is too bad. It must be acknowledged that, yes, I am right. I must have the upper hand, that I, that I specialist... So when the takabbur is there, then it is just a dream that things will come right. Keep dreaming about it, and it is something that a person will never wake up to see the reality of that dream. So the first ingredient is tawazu, And the second basic and essential ingredient to keep this muhabbat and unity, and if something goes out of line sometimes, it can happen anywhere can happen anywhere but to immediately bring it back or quickly bring it back onto line the second essential thing and fundamental thing is Ithar one was Tawazu, the other is Ithar Ithar is that a person is prepared to give preference to the next Ithar means that a person is ready to undertake some discomfort upon himself for the comfort of the next person Prepared to sacrifice some of his own right in order to give the next person more than his right. The Quran Sharif speaks about this. The Sahaba, this was their quality that they would give preference to others even if they themselves were suffering poverty. That if that person himself was the famous incident of that Sahabi, Nabi's guest came and he asked who will take him home because there was nothing in the houses of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In nine of the homes, Nabi Sallallahu sent somebody to go and find out is there anything to feed the guests? And every home the answer that came, Ma Indana Illal Ma. The only thing that is available in the house is water, nothing else. Can we imagine if we were aware that there's nothing available in the house, we won't be able to sleep for the night. And their life is carrying on. And not one house, the nine houses all come with the same answer. Ma عِنْدَنَا إِلَّا Ma. In any case, the Sahabi takes the guest of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but there is only sufficient food for one or two people to eat, not for the whole family, and for the guest. So they put the children off to sleep also. Well-known incident in the Fazal Kitab, we keep hearing about it. And husband and wife also go without eating. That person also is sitting with the guest, merely pretending to eat. They put the lamp off also, just by, as if it got extinguished by mistake, and allowed the guest to eat his full. Now, this was Ithar. Our hunger is one thing, but let's feed the guest. So they sacrifice their own need, not comfort, their own essential need for the next person. So, this is Ithar. When both these ingredients are in place, then it's very easy for that muhabbat to be maintained. This is the summary of a very great personality who understood the depth of it. And only people with that insight can come out with these gems. It is not everybody's job to be able to summarize it. Otherwise, all these things are there, but to understand that this is the foundation of any muhabbat and unity. this tawazu, and ithar as we said that sometimes these things can happen between any people that some little dispute of some sort can happen once it happened between the best of this ummad Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu and Hazrat Umar radiallahu how close they were anybody who has the slightest insight into the hadith knows what was there how close they were and the Sahaba also say that how many times Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself would express it in this way that Kuntu ana wa Abu Bakrin wa Umar, zahabto wa ana wa Abu Bakrin wa Umar, wa Abu Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself would all the time when he's talking about himself on so many occasions. Say I did this, Abu Bakr and Umar were with me. They also were there. We went. I went. Abu Bakr and Umar went along with me. So they, they were companions all the way, and. In the last part of Abu Bakr's life, he endorsed this companionship to the point and the confidence he had in Hazrat Umar in every regard that he formally appointed him his khalifa before he passed away. So one day something has happened by chance, and Hazrat Abu Bakr something he said which Hazrat Umar wasn't too happy about. I said something, now we shouldn't ever. Think about this on our level. Often we judge everything according to what our situation is. So if we hear about something that he said, something which was perhaps Hazrat Umar got hurt about, we think about the things that we talk about and how we conduct ourselves. It's far from that. But in any case, Hazrat Umar got a little upset about it. So immediately, Hazrat Abu Bakr realized that this was not something to have been said so he asked him please forgive me now this is again the same lesson that we are talking about who can do this on the turn that person can do it on the turn who has his tawazu. now Abu Bakr naru is the senior but he immediately realized that this was a mistake this was a slip up a rare situation but he immediately recognized that this was a slip-up. And that is the kamal of a person that he is ready to acknowledge his mistake. Insan is insan. He can make a mistake. The ambiyani, wasalam, are Anybody else can make a mistake. But a real kamil person, a person who has really got that inner strength, is one who can acknowledge his mistake. Otherwise, a person will do anything under the sun to try and cover up that mistake. So in any case, he immediately asked him for forgiveness. But it was just now something that just happened. It had just probably disturbed Hazrat Umar. So he didn't say anything. He woke up and went away. Abu Bakr followed him also. He went away and went away into his house and closed the door. So now that he went away into his house, what does he do? So Abu Bakr came now straight to the majlis of Rasulullah But now on the other side, Hazrat Umar at that moment was disturbed, but he also had the same ingredient of tawazul. Momentarily, he got disturbed a little bit, but as soon as, a very short while later, because by the time Hazrat Abu Bakr had reached the majlis, he already had left his house to look for him. So while he is in his house now, he suddenly now is thinking to himself, that how did I do this? the man asked me for forgiveness too and I didn't even respond how could I have ever done such a thing now what is spurring this it is the same tawazu otherwise a person goes off as they say nowadays all this new terminology which didn't exist 10 years ago goes off on another tangent everybody has become quite involved in maths nowadays they say go off on another tangent and this now will become from this small issue now he will start going back into 50 years' history, let alone what was the relationship between the two. He says, Yeah, this one is carrying on like this because his grandfather used to carry on my grandfather like that. <laughs> so now he's holding that old grudge. Something happened, my grandfather told his grandfather something, so now he's taking it out on me. Uh, he'll go into that whole great grandfather's history and he'll make it a issue that's beyond blown out of proportion all this as a result of that takabbur but when this is tawazu, immediately now he started becoming concerned how could i have done this he comes out to look for abu Bakr. The he comes to his house you see no he's not here so if he's not there then where else can he be he'll be in one of two places either if he's in his house otherwise he's by nabi sal-a-sallam. so he also comes straight to the majlis of nabi Wasallam. in the meantime Hazrat abu Bakr is concerned that i have disturbed my brother out of that concern he comes to put forward the issue to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam not as a complaint i am worried now i have said something which i realize was not the right thing to have said it was not appropriate and i have hurt my brother and i asked him for forgiveness but he has not yet forgiven me now this was his concern this is what consumed him and brought him to the majlis of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to express this, now what do I do? How do I secure his forgiveness? So he has already come and given this account. This is what happened. In the meantime, as he's just explained himself, Hazrat Umar radiallahu <laughs> anhu is approaching. As Hazrat Umar is approaching, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sees him also. And Nabi Sallallahu as he sees Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala his face starts changing color. In other words, there's some signs of him being annoyed. Abu Bakr Diyanon also notices this. Now, this, this is that Tawazu and Ithar, these two ingredients which are the fundamental ingredients of this muhabbat, of this unity, of this peaceful relationship, whether it is within the four walls of the home, whether it is in a business, whether it is in any other sphere of life. So now, as Abu Bakr notices this, and he realises the Prophet is upset about the way Hazrat Umar had conducted himself so what does he do? if it was us we say well this is the right time now to really rub it in he must catch it nicely Hazrat Abu Bakr now know in order to really show his total humility he stands up on his knees and he starts repeatedly, Allah Ta'ala give us a fraction of the Sahaba's akhlaq. That he starts repeatedly saying, Kuntu ana azlamu ya Rasulallah. Kuntu ana azlamu ya Rasulallah. Allah." the yeah. oh, of Allah, my fault, not his fault. He's drawing the attention towards himself for what? To save Hazrat Umar radiallahu anh, from any reprimand. That he must not get reprimanded. So now he is to with utmost humility standing on his knees and he is repeatedly saying, Kuntu ana ya If he didn't respond in the best way, but it was my fault initially. So therefore, please leave him alone. This is what he meant to say. So Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam didn't say anything to Hazrat Umar but he then addressed everybody in general. And he said to them, Hal antum li Will you leave my companion for me? In other words, save him from any kind of, any, anybody doing anything or saying anything to him to upset him. When I came and made the proclamation, that, Inni ilaykum jami'a, that Allah Ta'ala has sent me as a Nabi to all of you, when I initially came and proclaimed this, everybody else said, Kazabta. said No, you are lying. Initially, everybody else responded in this way. But Abu Bakr in the first instant said sadaqta In the first instant he said, Yes, what you are saying is 100% I accept it. So will everybody ever just leave my companion to me. Don't ever give him any taklif. But the lesson in this was, that this was that Ithar again. Abu Bakr is ready to take the blame on himself and save his brother. The Tawazu made him ask for forgiveness. Hazrat Umar immediately didn't respond. He was disturbed a bit. The Tawazu brought him out of his house. After that short while, his Tawazu and humility which is also there, for that momentary time, anything can, a person can little bit just get overcome by some emotion. But when the Tawazu is there, it won't let him sit. That Tawazu moved him, made him come out of his house made him go to the house of Abu Bakr now to look for him. He's not there, made him come to the majlis of Nabi house to look for him. And now when there is this apparent situation, that Abu Bakr, Umar is going to get reprimanded, this was this jazbah of Ithar. This quality to be able to sacrifice oneself for the next person's benefit. So he's putting himself, Abu Bakr is putting himself forward. Kuntu ana azlamu ya this was my fault. And he's saving his brother. So when these two qualities are in people, when these two things are ingrained in our hearts and lives, when this Tawazu is there and this Ishar is there, then, insan is still insan. Some minor things can still sometimes happen momentarily, it can happen anywhere, it can happen between spouses, it can sometimes happen in any sphere of society. But it will be very, very easy and in fact it will be, in moments it will be overcome and everything will be back on track and as if nothing happened. So this is the fundamental aspect to develop, the aspect of tawazu. this is what this ayat is all about, that the Ibadur Rahman, the true servants of Allah Taba'arak wa ta'ala, yamshuna al they are totally humble, they are humble in every aspect of their lives. This is a tawazu in them. And وَإِذَا salama. They don't get caught up in all these small, small things, all these trivial things. They live above this. They live with the akhlaq that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had. That akhlaq, among which are these two vital aspects of akhlaq the aspect of tawazu, the aspect of ithar. And what is this tawazu all about? As we discussed, that a person is, that condition of his heart has become that I am a nobody, that I am nothing. So when this is the condition of his heart I'm nobody, I'm nothing so he's got no expectations from anybody to treat him in a particular way to give him any particular kind of acknowledgement to acknowledge his position in any way so then there's no problem from his side and the problem comes when he feels that I was not treated according to my position so he has already created a position for himself in his mind he has already created, a, put himself on a pedestal. So now when he sees somebody not giving him the recognition that he was wanting, or he expects for himself, or he believes that he deserves, so obviously he's going to now be having a complaint. He's going to be hurt about it. So this is the other very fundamental aspect. Well, actually, he's already included in this tawazu that a person doesn't have any expectations from anybody and doesn't expect anything from anyone in terms of treatment towards himself. But that is already something in his heart and mind that I am nobody. There's no position and status of mine. And this is only the karam of Allah, it is only his satari, it is his covering and his veiling of my faults that I'm still given some recognition by my family, by my relatives, by people around me. I'm still... Given some consideration, had Allah Ta'ala removed this veil, have, had Allah Ta'ala uncovered this curtain that is covering my faults, then my own near and dear ones will kick me out and throw me out. And people will regard it as an, as a something below their dignity to even spit on me. So a person who is focusing in that direction, then he is just happy to be given just the consideration to be around. So this is this very very fundamental lesson that this Tawazu and Ithar, these two things we have to develop within us, then life becomes very easy, life becomes very very peaceful, the conditions will carry on, the ups and downs will carry on, the challenges will carry on, in the midst of all that life will become easy to carry on with. Allah, Allah give us tawfiq and enable us to adopt these lessons of the sahaba kiram in our lives wa-akhiru da'wahana alhamdulillahi rabbil alim subhanallah